Welcome to the Rebel Rising Podcast, where business owners, speakers, and entrepreneurs have real conversations about making the journey to becoming the next generation of thought leaders and influencers. This is the place to take a stand in your industry, get messy with your message, slay your mindset demons, and grow a profitable business that allows you to make a bigger impact while doing more good. Here's your host, the instigator of three-word rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazur. Hey, 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 Rebel Risers. Welcome to episode 121 of the podcast. It's time to talk about sales because one of the core principles of the Rebel Rising podcast is sufficiency. I want you to make money so that you can focus on doing good work in the world. To do that, you must be good at sales. More than that, you've got to be confident and freakishly excited about what you're selling. There's no better person that I can think of to talk to you about sales and being a million percent confident in what you sell than Erica Learmark. Erica and I dive into what product confidence is, how it makes you more money, how you can start cultivating product confidence today, no matter what you sell. If you don't know Erica, you should. She is the mastermind behind thedailywhip.com, where she dishes out business advice for bold women, showing early entrepreneurial skills when she let her brother throw a pie in her face for $5. Erica wheeled and dealed her way through high school, earned degrees in women's studies and apparel design, spent nine years swinging around a stripper pole, went to co-create a multi-million dollar commercial real estate investment company, and now helps lady bosses succeed in sales, marketing, and product development. Erica documented her experiences in her best-selling book, Think Like a Stripper, lauded by Dan Pink as a smart and provocative read, while Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran says Erica will not only whip you into shape with her wit and humor and no-nonsense advice, but she shows you how to bounce back from failure and become the confident sales superstar you're meant to be. Let's get on with the show. Welcome, Erica, to the Rebel Rising podcast. Hello. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And so for all of my listeners, the fun fact here is that Erica was the very first business coach that I ever hired. And the reason that I hired Erica is because I read her book, Think Like a Stripper, which I found so refreshing and creative and actionable for business owners that I just knew that I wanted to work with you. So the first question I want to ask is, what do strippers know that every successful business owner should know? A lot. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think every entrepreneur should be a stripper before they become an entrepreneur because they're going to really learn grit. They're going to learn hustle. They're going to learn creativity like they never have before. A strip club is the most cutthroat industry that I can imagine because you're working right there, right along next to your competition, and you can see who's making money, you can see who's not making money, you can see who's having a great day at work, you can see who's having a really shitty day at work, <laughs> and it really forces you to consistently live in the present moment and approach each customer 
as if you've never talked to a customer before in your life. You know, you have to approach with enthusiasm and excitement and joy. You know, these guys and, and gals are not going into strip clubs to, to hear how depressing your day is. They want to be entertained. They want to have fun. You know, they're really there for you to show them a good time. So it's not just about like, we want to look at naked bodies. They really are there to have a good time. And if you show them a good time, and if you are having a good time, you will make money. You know, I was a, a stripper for nine years from 1991 to 2001. I know that sounds like 10 years, but it really was just nine years. And I did a calculation uh, a couple of years ago, and I was in college most of the time that I was stripping, and so I was only working part-time, mm -hmm. you know, working two to three days a week on, on average, I would say, throughout that period of, of nine years. And I did a rough calculation that I had asked customers if they wanted a lap dance 316,000 times. That is a lot of asks, 316,000 asks. And when I did that calculation, I thought, holy cow, am I a really strong woman? What I love is like that had to make you really comfortable with making the ask. Like you were, like you built that muscle. So you were incredibly strong. It was incredibly strong. And, you know, most of those 316,000 asks were mostly no's. I mean, if I got a yes for every ask, I would be, you know, on my own island and, you know, off the coast of Bermuda or something like that. So, Again, it's like you just, you really get that sales is a numbers game. And, you know, the more you ask, the more present you are with people, the more fun that you are having. That's how I open up my book, Think Like a Stripper, as I talk about this one night. I was like, oh my God, it's so slow out. I will never, I'm probably not going to make any money. I'm so tired of like wearing what my hair looks like or what my makeup looks like or am I wearing the right bikini? I decided that I was just going to have a great time and just, to see what happened. And it was one of those nights where I was really slow in the club and I made a ton of money, even though it was really slow because no one else was bringing the energy. And I was just this fireball of fun asking for ridiculous amounts of money just to see if I could get it. And I really got that it wasn't about, you know, what I was wearing or what I wasn't wearing. It was really about my energy and I, and the attitude that I brought to the environment. And that is, you know, a lesson that has stuck with me since I quit stripping. And it's a lesson, you know, now when I work with entrepreneurs, I see entrepreneurs who are more, when entrepreneurs are confident, their business is going to succeed. Mm. Because when you are intentional, you cannot fail. Like you just can't because you're going to figure it out and you just keep going. And most women that enter the, the, and I don't have any official statistics, but most, just from my personal experience of most women that begin stripping, you know, they only last, you know, a month or two, mm -hmm. if they make it past that, it's going to be a year or two, and then they're done. So when you have a lifer like me, uh, there was a, a couple of other friends I had, uh, one friend, she danced for 13 years, and she quit like a year after I quit, you know, I see these women, and they're just like, total professionals, they show up, they do the work, and they are so committed. And that's the same attitude that one has to have in being an entrepreneur. However, when you're stripping, you know exactly what your job is to do. And, you know, at that time, I don't know what it's like these days. I'm really not up on the industry, <laughs> stripper industry news these days. 
but I imagine it is, you know, different in some aspects, but, you know, we were not responsible for bringing in the customers into the club or, you know, we were not responsible for the sales funnel, so to speak. (laughs) And, you know, you know what your job is to do, like get a lap dance. And nowadays, you know, with entrepreneurship and the internet, like there's so many choices and so many options and ways that you can do selling and marketing. And if you are not super confident in your product or service that you're selling, Mm-hmm. You are going to struggle. And I have seen women, my clients, circle round and round and round until they got that product confidence. And now that's what I really specialize now is helping women get product confidence, whether they have a physical product or whether they have a service-based product. I help them gain that confidence mm-hmm. so that when, they're, when they go to go to do selling and marketing, it's literally just picking a plan, making that plan your own, having a ton of fun of it fun with it and implementing it, which is totally different than how most people approach sales and marketing. Yeah. So there are some big takeaways that I want to highlight for the audience from what you just said. So one of the things that really stood out to me is that when you were a stripper, you knew exactly what you were selling. You were selling a good time. And so you showed up with that energy and enthusiasm. So I feel like business owners, speakers, entrepreneurs need to know what it is they're really selling and show up with that energy and attitude because that's the key to making it work. Totally. I mean, it was easy in the strip club. It's like, oh, I have my marching orders and I just have to show up and do the work. Yeah. So... I would say your three-word rebellion is product confidence. And I worked with you in your triple expert program to fine-tune my own three-word rebellion messaging intensive. So I just wanted to ask you a few of the three-word rebellion questions. So the first question I want to ask is, what are you rebelling against, Erica? I am, okay, so there's, there's a couple of things. If I can, I can do a couple. Okay. Yes. What I'm rebelling against, I feel like this is a Miss Universe question, and I hope I get it right. <laughs> I really want the crown, all the faux diamonds on it. Okay, so the first thing that I'm rebelling against is that, you know, most people have confidence in one area or another. Like, most people are fairly confident, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. if you choose to be an entrepreneur, you already have a level of confidence built within. But what ends up happening is that, Most entrepreneurs, they really don't understand the product or service that they're selling, even though they've created it. Like they wouldn't, if QVC came calling, they wouldn't know how to put together a presentation on QVC. So they don't really understand what it is exactly that they're selling. So what ends up happening is that rather than delving in and really pulling this product or service apart and really understanding how to market and how to sell it, they start to blame themselves and they start to think, oh, it's me that's not confident. If I had more confidence, I would succeed at sales and marketing. And they start to blame themselves and they start to do a lot of of work on themselves. And I'm just not a fan of overly working on yourself because it can be really, anytime you get overly analyzing things, you know, paralysis analysis. And so that's basically a lot of what, what it turns into. And I've been in this industry in the you know, business coaching world for 13 years. I've seen this pattern over and over and over and over again. And I realized like, what is going on? My clients are such confident women in so many areas and they really attract smart, motivated and ambitious women. And I was like, what is going on? 
And I realized that this is what was happening. And so then I knew that I needed to develop a course and workshop around developing a product or service so that they could have confidence in the product. Because again, when you're confident in your product, you know what to sell, you know how to market it. Like the ideas just become very abundant. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely rebelling against that. And I'm also rebelling against doing sales and marketing before you've developed your product. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When I exclusively worked with speakers, I saw that all the time. It's like, yeah, I'm going to pitch myself for a speaking gig, but I don't know exactly what I'm selling. Like, I don't know what I'm pitching. That's exactly it. And again, then they fail at sales and marketing the reason is because they don't understand their product or service. Like they really don't get it. And it's interesting because I feel like in some ways you're rebelling against personal development because all of a sudden when our products and services don't sell, instead of thinking, oh, maybe there's an issue with the product or service, we initially go to like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm yeah, the problem. I'm not in the high vibe enough or... I haven't done enough affirmations today, or I need to meditate more, or I had an incorrect thought. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of personal development. I'm a huge fan of coaching. You know, coaching has saved my life in so many instances. You know, like when I quit stripping, I had collected a lot of baggage over the years, as you can imagine, working in that kind of toxic environment. You know, coaching, it it seriously saved my life because it was all about helping me move forward. And that's why I became interested in coaching because I was like, I know that I have that ability to see greatness and brilliance in other people. And I've always been gifted seeing, like spotting unseen opportunities. You know, so I don't want anyone to think that I'm downplaying self-development. I'm not. But again, with anything, if you are in analysis paralysis and you're not making any momentum because you're so busy in your head, you will suffer. And it feels like in some ways it's a parallel track, right? It's not about just sitting there and being like, I'm going to work on myself. It's like, I'm going to work on myself while doing the work and making this the best product or service I can possibly put out into the world. Yes. So if every female entrepreneur had product confidence, what would the world look like? Oh my God. I mean, (laughs) where do we begin? You know, one of the things that I, and I'm not rebelling against this, but I'm just thinking about how this helps me answer this this question. And you and I have talked about this before is that with Time's Up and the Me Too movement, and I'm, you know, I'm a fan and an advocate of both of those movements, but I'm always like, well, what's missing? Like, how can I add my voice to this conversation? Again, I would love to see, I even just think of like actresses of like really getting that they are a product in themselves and learning how to productize themselves. They're not just an actress, but productize themselves and really understanding the value that they bring to the table. And then also figuring out how to bring even more value to that table. And that begins with, with product confidence. And so I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if every woman, whether she's an entrepreneur or wasn't an entrepreneur, if she could figure out, learn how to really develop herself as a product and it would give her more confidence in selling herself and give her more confidence in marketing herself. And that is what I feel like is missing. It's like learning how to sell. It's so powerful. And you know what a sales geek I am. Mm -hmm. And I would say that selling, teaching selling to people when I've done this before, this is before I had triple expert. Again, it's like, because people don't have the product confidence 
And I didn't know this, like this was missing from my own journey. And I had to go through this myself is that, you know, they didn't have that product confidence. And I was teaching them all these great sales, doing all this fabulous sales training and not everybody was getting it because they didn't have that product bit. It's, you know, the same with empowering women. And, you know, I have a women's studies degree, like this is back in the nineties. And like, I've been so pro woman my entire life. This is a conversation that I feel is missing or can be added on to. It's like, I would love to see more programs. I mean, a lot of people talk about empowering women and that's fantastic, but let's get even more specific. Like what does that look like specifically? And when women know how to sell themselves, they make more money. Selling is never going to go out of style, no matter how much the internet changes. We're always going to have human relations. And when you know how to sell yourself, when you know how to sell your products, when you know how to sell your ideas, you experience financial freedom and financial independence in a way that other people won't because they're always tied to a paycheck, so to speak. Yeah. And I see this world that you're creating. It's like, so women know how to advocate for themselves. And then that also translates into a whole host of other things, right? Like from the Me Too to Time's Up to asking for higher salaries or asking for the price that they want to charge for their product and service. So there's this advocacy piece. And then there's also understanding the value of your product or service and seeing that is that should be making you money so that you can do more good with the money. And it reminded me of Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Bradley Cooper told Jennifer Lawrence like how much he was making on one movie and she was making far are less. Like yeah, that she, was the American hustler. Yeah. And so she went back and advocated for herself and said, hey, my contribution is just as valuable as Bradley Cooper's, so I should be getting paid something similar. Yeah, the same thing happened with Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was crazy outrageous. I know. If more women have money, if more women have resources, we can do more good. We can support causes we're passionate about. We can, you know, give back in our time, but in our money. And I just think that's all so important. If we don't have that money, we can't do that good. And it's a lot of fun to be confident. It just is. It's an amazing feeling. And it's, you know, you can't buy it and no one can give you that feeling but you. Yes. So that leads me to the next question. Tell me about a time where you were, your own product confidence wavered. What did you do to get it back? Great question. And I do have a story with that. When I, so after I quit working in stripping, I started a commercial real estate company with my dad. And it was not, we had zero agenda of making this multi-million dollar company. It was like, let's do this. You need a job. Let's just see what happens. And I thought, oh, this is just like dumb. And I'm just going to do this because I don't have, like I, you know, it's long story short. I'm not going to go into all of it, but I, I needed a job. So, mm-hmm. and I'm really committed to not stripping anymore. So I left Seattle and I went back to Minneapolis, which is where I'm from and started this commercial real estate company with my father. And part of it is I've always had a, I'm very ambitious. I've always, I was raised to have a strong Protestant work ethic. My dad and I really make a great business team. And so that company 
it's like one building after another, after another, and after another. So successful company, I was dealing with mostly men. I would say 99% of my interactions were with men. And because I had this ex stripper confidence and I was not afraid of men at all. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, knew how to talk to them and I knew how to like get what I wanted. I knew how to not take any shit from them. That was one aspect of why it was, became a really successful company. When I decided that I was going to do my own thing and, and it, I loved what I was doing, but it lacked the creativity and the high glam that I mm-hmm. love. I didn't see myself like, yes, I'm making a lot of money. Uh, yes, this career opportunity is insane. Like this is great future investments. It's all like all of that was amazing, but I was not fulfilled doing that. And I thought there's this other side of me that's really creative. And I really, you know, like I really want to help women. I want to try this coaching thing out. I want to do this. And this was in 2004. And I didn't know a single person who was a coach. Like I didn't have a, a, a network of any friends or family mm-hmm. members or coaches. This was pretty much before the internet, before Facebook and all that stuff. So I was really just like in the dark by myself with this big giant red carpet dream. So um, I went and got my coaching certification and I called up everybody that I knew in my first day of coaching school and I was like, do you want free coaching and da, da, da. And so I just started to like, you know, do all those intuitive things that just felt like this feels like something that I should do next. And what ended up happening is that I was so confident working in commercial real estate and I was so not confident and I was confident in my coaching, right? Like that was a skill Mm -hmm. that I just got better and better and better at that. But I never felt like I was confident in selling it. I would start to like to pay attention to like what are like products or services that sell really well. And I realized that I needed to productize my service so that I could sell it like an actual product. So I could make it more understandable to the person on the other end. You know, again, when you're a stripper, you're selling a lap dance, you're showing them a good time. In commercial real estate, I'm leasing or selling, you know, industrial warehouses. So very obvious, like it's not like a big mystery of like what I'm actually selling. But in my coaching, because it's an intangible service, it was a giant mystery, even to me. You know, I knew that people's lives were better once they hired me, but I, it was hard for me to kind of understand mm-hmm. that. I knew that I want, I was going full time in my business in, in September of 2011. I knew that I needed to turn... I needed to create a signature program and I needed to turn it into a product so I could really get behind it and sell it. And so I hired uh, a woman named Diana Valentine, who's just fantastic, so smart. Diana and um, helped me develop my first product, which was called The Morning Whip. That was my first product. And you know, Chad would say to me, I don't understand. You're so confident in commercial real estate. I mean, I hear you on the phone and you just like give it to these guys straight. Like you have no fear in talking to people. But then I see you in your own business and you just like, you have zero confidence. And I was like, I know, know. (laughs) believe me, I'm well aware of my problem. And it's very, it's, it's a huge mystery to me because I'm so confident in so many ways and so zero confidence in this area. So that was the first step in that was turning a program that I wanted to create and really turning that into a product. And that was called the morning whip. You know, I started that and I really went full-time in my business in 2011. And so because I had this product confidence, I was able to really sell the hell out of that program. And, you know, I I had that program for a couple of years and then I went through another transformation in my business. So I absolutely know what it's like to not have product confidence. And it sucks so bad when you love something so much and you're so passionate about it and you feel like it's your calling. I never felt like working in commercial real estate was my life's calling. What I do now, I 
what am 1000% clear that it is my life's calling that I was born to do this, that everything, every, you know, experience I've had in my life has driven me toward doing this. So I really, really get when people are in so much pain around that and like, but I know that I'm supposed to do this and I have no idea how to turn this into a product, how to turn it into a service. It feels like my gift. It feels like I should just do this for free because it comes so easily to me. So I absolutely understand people's pain. And this is why I'm so passionate that it doesn't have to be this way. And I think what's interesting, especially with something like coaching, like what you're actually selling can be just ambiguous. That's why we get like taglines like, I'll help you live your best life. And you're like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. That's not tangible. So yeah, I can see why all of a sudden going from like, I'm selling coaching to like, no, I'm selling this very specific morning whip program. I know exactly how it benefits people. I know exactly what the features are. It just gives you that clarity and that confidence to make the offer, make the ask, invite people in. So my last question for you is what's one action my listeners can take right now to grow their own product confidence? If you have a service-based business, I want you to think about your service as a product. Write down the deliverables, the features, the benefits, the results, the objections that people would have to purchasing it. And for inspiration, Watch any infomercial on HSN. I can't remember if that still exists. I think they changed the name. Or QVC. Watch any infomercial on QVC and you'll see that is exactly what they do. So every infomercial on QVC has testimonials. They share results. They talk about objections right in the demonstration. So someone will ask a question. A lot of um, objections, you could think of them also as frequently asked questions. They talk about the benefits and then they talk about like, the features, and even within the features, they give benefits to those features. So watch an infomercial, infomercials, and you'll see that is exactly what they are doing. And you can do the exact same thing with any service that you've created. So if let's say you're like a coach or a consultant of some sign, don't just say like, oh, here's my coaching package. Like, no, 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 that is not going to cut it. You have to, you know, give it a name and really turn it into a product. And imagine, like, if this was on a store shelf, you know, what would the box look like? Like, what would people's experience be opening that? That's on the, if you have a service-based business and if you have a product-based business, I want you to expand your imagination and think about your product being a service so uh, one of my clients who'd gone through Triple Expert, her name's Adeline Arjad Cook, and she has these super cute tennis dresses. You can find her on the internet at I Love My Double Part I Love My Doubles Super cute tennis dresses. And she's like, I have these, you know, fabulous tennis dresses, but I'm not really sure, you know, like wasn't really sure how, how to sell them. And so what we, you know, dove down and figured out like these were, you know, they're not just a a dress that you go to play tennis. Like these are really like lifestyle tennis dresses. So you can go from the court to having cocktails, to going to the grocery store, to going home and cooking dinner. And you don't, you never have to change because your outfit is so cute. You never have to change. And that, you know, a lot of 
tennis dresses are very boxy. The mm -hmm. fabrics aren't soft. They're not comfortable. They're not something that you, that you want to sit around in all day. And so really thinking that like this is for the kind of woman who is a hardcore tennis addict, you know, she's playing tennis two to three times a week, maybe even more. And so really, we want these tennis dresses to fit into the lifestyle that she already has. The way that Adeline has designed these dresses, they're very fun, they're very flirty. You put them on and you immediately feel confident in them. And I know because I have one of her tennis dresses and I don't play tennis. And I put it on and I'm like, I'm the best tennis player in the world. So it's, it's not just like, oh, they're tennis dresses. There's a whole vibe. There's a whole feeling. There's a whole lifestyle around her tennis dresses. And then in doing that, you know, really realizing that she could build this lifestyle around these tennis dresses, it has given her just tons and tons and tons of product confidence. So for those of you who have a, you know, a physical product-based business, really think about, you know, like what's the lifestyle that I want this person to lead or how am I contributing to this person in a big way? In addition to having a great, solid, well-made product, what are the additional value adds on that? I know for me, when I got super clear on the deliverables of the three-word rebellion messaging intensive, it was so much easier to be on the phone with someone and be like, okay, so what you're going to get is you're going to get a three-word rebellion. And why you need your three-word rebellion is because you have to be known for this message and have consistency. It has to position you in the marketplace. And without that message, nothing's ever going to work for you. So it gave me all of this, like, this is exactly. Oh, yeah, like, like <laughs> tons of confidence because yeah. I knew exactly what they were getting. And I noticed that my clients loved having that outline. They loved looking at, you know, a follow-up email or a proposal and being like, oh, so these are all the things we're going to do together and this is what I'm walking away with. Because there's so many times, well, even when it's like marketing branding services, like people aren't clear. And when all of a sudden you're like, this is exactly what you get and this is why you need it, they get excited about it as well. So I love this action. I think everyone should think about your product as a service or your service as a product. Yeah. And when, when I talked to you, when I heard about the three word rebellion, remember I texted you and I was like, Michelle, like we need to talk. Cause I could just see that this was your thing. You know, I've known you for many years and I was like, this is her thing. I've got to get her into triple expert. You know, you said, oh, I don't really know if I need that. I really have a good idea. And I was like, no, this is not just about having a good idea and making a better idea. Like this is about like, turning this amazing service into a product that is virtually going to sell itself because you are so clear on it. And that is exactly what you've done. And it's fantastic. And it feels so good to have something that I'm excited to sell. It feels like an easier sell because I know what pain it's solving. I know what people get from it. I know what they walk away with. So shout out to Triple Expert because clearly I love the program. Well, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So where can people find you online? Dailywhip.com. I have written hundreds of blog posts about sales, marketing, product confidence. You can get Think Like a Stripper on Amazon. And I would start there. You can follow me on Instagram at Daily Whip. 
And I highly recommend reading Think Like a Stripper. It's a great book. You'll get a lot of actionable advice out of it. Thank you so much, Erica, for being on the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. And congratulations on the new name. It is amazing. I love it. It just feels actionable. It feels fun. It makes me want to like put my fist in the air and shake it in, the good, in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you want to rise up and get your message out and be known and be that rebel riser. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Rebel Rising Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and find it valuable, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you leave us a review, you help more people find the show. For more information on working with me on your three-word rebellion messaging or your keynote speech and speaker marketing, go to drmichellemazur.com. See you next time, Rebel Riser. <laughs>